It's it's Wall Hall actually. What did I say? Hull. It's Hull. As in Hulls. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Like Hulk. Hulk.
and it's going to be a great conversation. Um, so thank you all, new and old. If you haven't subscribed yet or you know downloaded any of the old episodes, definitely check out YouTube. Subscribe. Join me on social media, Instagram, at Rumors of Instinct. Everyone can uh, be found on social media, especially Instagram, so definitely check them out. And I'll let them introduce themselves in their own words. Um, you know, so who would like to be first? Oh, my gosh, Mike. <laughs> you go. Oh, I, hey, I know. Uh, I know. You want me to go first? <laughs> and the old lady and the granny of the group. Yes. Uh, that's me. I'm a not your average grandmother, though. Uh, Outlander, Lightbringer, and then, of course, on YouTube at M's Matt. Uh, that was M's Mad World. Now, sorry, M. Um, when you and, uh, when you're speaking, then I'll just lead it off to Daisy. Sorry, M. When you're yeah. speaking, it's glitching out. It's probably my headphones. Well, yeah. Let me be still. Let me get that mic in space. I think it also has to do something with the movement as well. So, yeah. if you would, if you would not text be the, still. yeah, test the system like that. So, <laughs> yep. Are we okay? Now we're still, no, it's this cord. I need a new pair of headphones, guys. Yeah. Okay. Now, is it clear? Yeah, just yeah, slowly and clearly, because okay. if you move too erratically, if you move too quickly, it glitches while trying to keep you in frame. So just yeah. remember when you're speaking, it kind of like like news. Yeah, news like straightforward. Not. All right, so there we go. So and we then, can start again? Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. Okay, so I am the old lady of the group, uh, and the grandma, even though I'm fairly young. I don't want to just go ahead and tell you how old I am, but I'm up there. Um, but Daisy is the one who brought me on, so uh, I'm going to lead it off to her. But you can find me on Instagram at Outlander Lightbringer and on YouTube at M's Mad World. And it's a pleasure to have you on the Rumors of Instinct podcast. You're a first-time guest, and I'm great excited yeah. about it. I like your YouTube channel. I love what you're bringing out there. You bring a lot of information. I highly recommend checking her out on uh, YouTube. She actually puts a lot of effort and work in these videos, and they're really deep, and I really enjoy them. So, uh, highly Thank recommend you. M's Mad World. Thank you so much. I'm most humble and grateful to be a guest on here, honestly. This, no problem. This is really cool. Thank you very much. Now, Daisy? Hello. <laughs> My channel is Dame Bon Bon Daisy on YouTube. I also have Twitch, which is Damn Daisy Plays, and I'm also on Instagram, which is Dame Bon Bon Daisy as well. I'm pretty much all over with that, so if you search it, you'll find me. <laughs> Other than that, um, I'm also old, if that helps. I'm an old lady as well. I'm so old, I am dramatically aging. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I'm an artist and I love art, and I've done it my whole life, and that's me. Ta-da. Well, this show is for the old and the old at heart, the golden oldies, and the Rumors of Instinct definitely uh, believes in the preservation of all history and the respect of elders. Be nice to an old person today. Yeah. Help an old lady cross the street. Uh, Honestly. Seriously. Or take her, help her get her groceries in the car. I I want somebody to do that for my grandma. Mm Mm-hmm. So...
Hey, so, uh, Esther, I guess it is your turn now. I love that so much. Yeah, I feel like a baby. Now <laughs> I have to respect all my elders. Absolutely <laughs> love you all so much already. Um, and, yeah, just like I think everyone here, I have my YouTube channel at Esther Joy and on Instagram, I'm at good.vibes.delivery. And... Esther, you froze. Oh, no. Oh, and she's offline. Oh, now she's back. There she is. There we go. She's the magician. (laughs) I don't even know. You know, all in divine and timing. But, yeah, I'm just super pumped. I've been a fan of Rumors of War since discovered him uh, in YouTube. And it's awesome to be able to talk with these amazing people. Like... I love Dan Von Daisy. I also discovered her through uh, Rumors of uh, Instinct, the Rumors of War Michael. And it's just super duper awesome to be able to connect and talk about this amazing topic of art because, yes, I love painting. I think it's beautiful. So, yes. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's not a human being alive who doesn't love art. And I think that it's like food. It's like, you know, nature. It's one of those things that it doesn't matter what culture you're in or what generation you were born in or what, even like if you were born 100,000 years ago or now, 100,000 years in the future, you're still going to like like music, art, nature, food, you know, like the, the, the real defining things of our human nature. It, it's, it's the simple word, art, it's three letters, but it means so much. It means all of our history, all of our hopes and dreams. It means all of our experiences, and it's the very best. Yeah, it's the very best of what humanity has done and has to offer. Every single painter and artist is like the embodiment of that tradition, so I'm not saying anyone uh, is a bad artist, but we're going to try to pick our favorite artists and we're going to try to pick our favorite art movements and styles because we get it. Like time, mm-hmm. we could speak about this for years and years and years. You know, there's whole universities, there's whole museums dedicated to it, art scholars and critics that wear bow ties and, you know, like curate the the thousand year old pieces of art up to the modern day galleries, the exhibitions and things like that. It's all a part of one conversation. And, you know, um, I'm actually looking really forward to speaking about it because I used to think of myself as quite the artist. Um, in 2013, I had a gallery exhibition in Corpus Christi. It's not a big art town, nor is it really big, like into the whole appreciation of things like, uh, the avant-garde, but, you know, I did dabble in it. I did try to dip my, you know, I did try it. And I love the art community. I love artists. Um, you know, everything from museums to, you know, street gallery shows, graffiti, everything. Basically, if it's physical and it's a painting and an expression of the emotional being, then that is, I think, probably the most cherished part of, of you know, witnessing your own life, witnessing your daily experience. Now, um, I obviously try to stay creative and everything, but that that's my two cents on art. Now, would, does everyone want to kind of give their opinion of art or what they define art as for the class? I, <laughs> for the class. Um, 
I'll go. I'll just go. I'll go first since I'm the oldest. We'll just do it like that. How's that? Fair enough, ladies. God. Mm-hmm. Um, art to me, to me, art is just is like it's it's my everything. It's basically it saved my life. It really has in like so many ways, and but it's also been like a connector for me and for like my kids because they are they're so much like me. Um, it's hard for them to like articulate their feelings and express them like outwardly or vocally. Whereas they, um, they found their own outlets through their own artistic expression. Like my son is really into gaming and my daughter's really into makeup. So being able to like talk to them about those things, but also then bring in my, like my perspective on art. They didn't even know that either about me for a while that they were like, Oh my gosh, mom, you paint. Like, so it's a really cool learning experience for them to learn. Like, Oh my gosh, my mom actually does this stuff. That was so crazy. My mom is so cool. Yeah. So art, but also art just speaks to me in so many ways that sometimes it's really hard for me to talk about art and not cry because it's been, it's had such an impact on my life. But ever since I was a kid, like, as a child, I used to sing for, like, the neighbors. They were, like, older, like, a lot older. We, everybody in the neighborhood would call them uh, Mamaw and Papaw. And my sister and I would go out there, and, like, we would sing, oh, my gosh, we would sing songs that you probably wouldn't have wanted to sing to elders back then. Like, we would sing Ozzy Osbourne, and we would sing just whatever we heard on the radio that day we were singing to the ladies, the old ladies in the neighborhood. I don't know what we were thinking. But that is another form of art, like makeup music Mm -hmm. there's art in everything in life like michael was saying it's just it's everywhere in nature um everything and it's so to me art is like the it's like the embodiment of what humans are so Mm -hmm. and then when you take classy nudes like esther like we really are we're like the epitome (laughs) of art like we are our own expression of art in and of itself so (laughs) had to bring that up you know i had to bring that up the human body is like yeah it's a beautiful thing yeah. and you can find those really on is. Esther Joy's Instagram by the way you should definitely hit those <laughs> up and um, because they are exactly it's, it's, like definitely uh, we'll leave the links in the description box below uh-huh. it's like team burlesque so don't mm-hmm. you know get your knees in a twist it's okay yeah and yeah, like, oh, yeah they're gonna be like, oh my god, let me go over there, and I'm like, oh yeah, you thought it was that, but it wasn't. It was actually art, and it was beautiful. So take your boners yeah. and get get rid of them. <laughs> well, that <laughs> was something that I was going to speak about too. Was the when we selected our our work of art was one of them was um, the birth of the world, uh, Origin de Mund. Um, it's if you guys don't know, it's an extremely famous painting in in the scholarly circles and the historical circles but it is just a full face like full-on perspective of a woman's vagina and her pubic mound and her and her pubic hair as as she has her uh basically that's the only part of her skin that's exposed and it's directly in front of it that was deemed so controversial that it was considered obscene and they had to repaint it they they made him repaint it that's what I'm saying. Like, so that was in the original days, and nudity has always been one of those things that it's an artist's radical rebellion against 
society's oh. denial of the beauty of the of the human life oh, cycle of the human yeah. life uh, function, you know. Uh-huh. And I thought that's very, you know, that that's too scholarly and cerebral. And I have my own pick and everything, but um, no, absolutely uh, don't think that the nude is anything new or sensationalized in like a sexual way it is absolutely like from the ancient greek days forward you know and before that you know like it is the embodiment of the what we know is beautiful what we know is the standard of beauty and its presence in all genres unites each one like there is a type of well we are still all human you know we still all have uh, body parts, we still all have skin, we still all have muscle tone, or, you know, a face, you know, and that's, except the human face is nude, and they try to cover that up with the mask and everything, but it's really another form of nudity, of obscenity, of, of skin skin exposure. So, so, yeah, absolutely. And I will post the links below to Esther Joy's uh, Instagram account, so, you know. Of course. Check those out. Um, Daisy, your turn. Okay. Well, first, I'd like to say, don't ever downplay your successes because having a part in a gallery or a show is a really big deal. I'm really glad you had the opportunity, and that's so amazing. Genuinely, that's so... I love it. Like, when somebody has that moment where it's just their moment to shine, it's, like, the most... It's the coolest thing. It's the most beautiful thing, and we get to do that in my gallery, too, so don't, like, be like, oh, that's no big deal because... It's a big deal when everybody's there for you to see you and your art, whether they walk in off the street and they don't even know you or they're there for you. You know, it's a I think that's really cool. (laughs) And as for M with like relating about art and makeup, makeup is art, too. I agree with that. Like singing, all of those things. Absolutely. There's so many different forms of art. Like you're talking about the human form being art and our bodies being art. That's fact that's true it's like since the dawn of time we've been cave drawing our bodies like you know what I mean and also I had this art teacher that was really like strictly with her art right with our with our what we're meant to do our projects right so we had to draw five different people from our class and that's so hard for me because you know I want to go off and like make it overly creative multimedia I want to get that a plus plus like I want to go overboard right so we had to draw these people, and I'm drawing them very nicely, right? I'm trying to be kind, but I get yelled at and docked points because just because I would like um, to portray them in this way, it's not the way that they are, and all bodies and all people are beautiful, right? So if I slimmed Tammy down by five pounds, she said, nope, erase it, draw it right. Like, you know what I mean? You are depicting the human body as it is because that is beautiful and if you slim it down if you are like consciously trying to perfect things that you shouldn't do that you know what i mean because everybody's perfect in their own way and we're all imperfectly perfect right i really do believe that like so i just thought that that was really neat i like that she was tough on me and that she helped me see those things and as for art i agree again with them like things like it's been my lifeline. It's what I've known ever since I was little. It's how I communicate with others. I've always been, like, a little bit different from the crowd. I always wore, like, rainbow bright outfits, and I'm walking down the school halls, and people are like, who is this girl? And to some, I'm like, 
you know, coming off some sort of way when really I'm just this art chick that just wants to draw and like I have no issue with nobody, right? Like no problems here. But for some reason, people get intimidated by somebody who's just naturally themselves. And it's like, I'm not trying to upset anybody, intimidate everybody. Like, I'm just here to be your friend. Like, you know, I'm like, you do you and you let me do me and that's fine. So art gave me something to kind of stand out and it gave me something to relate with people with. Like, it helped me communicate with my peers when I was younger in school because they would ask me to draw things for them or it would cause interaction. So that was like really good for me. It was good to be put outside those limits of my comfort zone because once you get outside your comfort zone that's when the most work is done overall <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> this like us meeting here right now like all four of us it feels like it's a long time coming even though we've only known each other for such a like small amount of time in the grand scheme of things but it's like genuinely I was like so excited I thought I was gonna have like an anxiety attack <laughs> today because yeah, I'm like yeah. dude I'm so ready like it's like I'm gonna have a party with my friends and we're gonna talk about art like that's the most exciting thing to know and it's yeah. so nice to share energy rather than have energy sucked out, out of you like you know how energy vampires are just like oh this one's an empath and they just and you're like oh my gosh please let me breathe you know but mm-hmm. it's nice to share energy and give energy to the others who are willing to give it and share it as well, rather than people that are like, I'm just going to take it, take it, take it, take it. And some people don't even know that they're doing it, so that's okay. Well, but. I think it's kind of kind of like, okay, so the, like you said right there, um, it is a healthy thing. It is a rejuvenating thing, a recharging um, thing. You get the energy that the painter put into the painting, and it, it it empowers you. It kind of like fuels you every time you see it, especially seeing works of art in person. That is something that I've always tried to stress is that people need the real gallery experience. They need to see art physically in person to really get it. That um, it's okay. So you see the painting in, in in person, right? You see the image in person. It will give you a new dimension into what that artist really was trying to do. That is the real... It's not just the image. It's not what is painted. Like you said, when you're trying to draw someone and they told you don't slim it away because because that's image. But really, they shouldn't have tried to censor the way you express it because there yeah, are many perception. famous figure painters, human figure painters, that make caricatures. Um, there's a right. South American painter. I don't have his name in front of me right now, but he paints these really retound, circular people. Like, they're, they're, they're circular, geometrically circular. So he's trying to represent obesity. He's trying to represent, um, you know, just, just chubbiness, you know, like rotundness that he sees right, it, but he paints them as circles. That, like, if that was your teacher saying, no, don't do that, paint it, you know, that's, obviously, she's not in the, as many gal as many museums, you know, as this one paint, that's the thing, like Picasso, when Picasso was deconstructing the human being, that's why I think art does, art gives us power, art create gives us the creativity, we're not Xerox machines, we're not um, cameras, but, you know, there is a, there's a kind of like, um, oh, wow, that's the thing, there's a big fight going on between academia, how it's taught to students, and uh-huh. academia, how it's taught to adults. Yes. You that's know? true. It's, it's, because you can, no, you're right. You go through your whole education process, and 
all your high school teachers, your younger teachers, your, your community college teachers are teaching you one way, and then you go to, like, a real artist school, like, a real, like, res- resident school, and they're like, no, you literally try to do everything no one's taught you how to do. You forget everything, you know, you learn it off yeah, from scratch. Yeah, that's so true. And Start over. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you were taught, just trash that, and we're going to start yep. from scratch. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> so I already made up my mind with my son. Uh, like, if he came to me and he said, Mom, I, this school thing is not for me. Like, I don't learn the way other kids learn, and um, I can't do it like that anymore. Then I was already like, okay, I get that. Because I get that. Yep. You don't want to have to go, and then you went your whole life learning this shit. Now you've got to undo that and then teach yourself all over again. Fucking madness. Yep. The madness. Yep. No, a lot of that. Exactly. That's <laughs> why art. That's what art is good for. You know, that, that's art's like purpose in society is teaching us that the root, that things we're taught sometimes need to be just kind of like changed and forgotten, and we need to do our own things. You know, so Esther, I guess uh, we're going to be kind of uh, absolutely turning to you um, now, spinning the bottle to you now. I just want to say that's awesome, then, that you're like, yeah, like, if you don't have to go through all of that, if you're going to eventually have to unlearn it, just cut all that energy out, that's awesome. And I just loved everyone's responses, like, or it definitely helps when you're in that headspace and you're just like, what should I do? Like, really, what should I do? And to be able to express it and to create something that, like, really gets out all of those, you know, inner demons and all of those emotions that you can't really explain to anyone, to visually see them, it's, like, such a power. Um, And it's, like, so beautiful because it's, like, yes, now that's, like, physically there, I can share it to other people. They'll be able to understand it in that way. Um, But I definitely see art as, like, just this form of communication that is yours and yours alone to express however you want to. Like, you can make mistakes. It doesn't have to. Like you said, Michael, like, you're not a camera. Nothing that you create is going to be, like, mimicking life to that extent. It's through your filter of your emotions and how you choose to express that energy. And I see, like, art is so much more than just, like, painting, which is a beautiful form of art, but, like, a lot of the time artists, like, they don't just paint. They dance. They sing. Like, they play instruments. Like, they find so many ways to express that energy, and I feel like that's really, like, the art is about beautifying in a way. I feel like beautifying is, like, kind of a vain thing to say, but, like, you are creating, you know, (laughs) something, and you're making it more beautiful and just pleasing to experience something that you enjoy feeling and seeing and hearing so like yeah if we didn't have art i think most people be like i'm out to the next planet but yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like oh i'm in the wrong place i am in the wrong place i can't do this Uh, then thanks for me and i'm out that's exactly where i'd be with that no Just thinking about that is like, oh my gosh, it's like overwhelming to think of having to do this life and just be no art. Like, everything is gray and you're a bot. Like, your whole life. Like, imagine having to go your whole life with nothing. Well, um, I don't know if you guys know the band The Scorpions. They were a 1980s heavy metal band from Germany. Um, Yeah, Grandma knows who they are. They went to uh, the Soviet Union to play concerts and after, mm-hmm. and they said they the entire Soviet union was 
the same gray concrete color. There was not one there was not one billboard, there was not one neon sign. It was just this gray slate mass. Because by the 1980s they had gone by the by the end of the Soviet Union they had gone completely uh bankrupt and they had no government funding for art. They had no inspiration for art and because they were repressive, no one could make any art because it was deemed um uh as a form of rebellion. You know, exactly, like, there's, that, without art, the world is just this gray concrete block. And it's just like, if you look at fo- uh, photos of their architecture, for example, their apartment buildings, they're all the same, and they're just these giants, like, fucking monoliths that just stand in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, it's not artistic. It's There's no, um, yeah, there's no uh, attempt at even communicating to a human soul. It's just required, it's just meeting your physical needs. It's just going that. through every single day the exactly the same. Um, now to get I mean, off the of that, rate is hot. well, to get right. off that note, uh, we'll talk to about the art styles. Um, each kind of going in turn, each kind of uh, giving our own. Okay, so what art style we like? What kind of painter? This is like your free form answer. You're right. There's no wrong answer, but everyone can kind of just talk about what they like and, and like about. Let's say ten minutes each, and then um, I'll I'll be the last to gonna go, and I'll save my opinion for last. But if you wanted to go okay. in the same order, M, Daisy, and then Esther, it it's yep. you know that's your all show. Um, you guys are the guests of honor, and I'm I'm really having a great time so far. So if you I made do. it this far, the half hour mark, we're talking to M's Mad World. We're talking to Daisy Von Don, um, Dame Von Von Daisy. <laughs> at Daisy Dame and uh, Esther Joy. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a great time uh, deep diving into this. So, thank you all. You know, exactly. So, Em? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all so much for sticking around. Um, I personally, I grew, I grew up in Asheville. So, um, if you don't know about Asheville, North Carolina, it's a very um, artsy town. We have a lot of uh, graffiti, and but it's not just like crap. And I don't want to call any art that, but you know what I mean. But it's actually there's a lot of art all over town, and the more people that move into town, the more they will go and find local artists and and contract them to do art on the side of their buildings whenever they open up their business, which I think is just awesome. So art is also again, it's just, it's like ingrained in my DNA because it's like here everywhere I look, it's it's everywhere. Um, so naturally, uh, I like graffiti artists and Banksy, um, by far is my favorite, favorite graffiti artist. He's just my favorite artist period, but graffiti artist, he's like, he's probably the most prolific one of our generation. His art speaks to me like on so many levels. Like, uh, I was looking at a piece last night and I don't know the specific name of it, but it's a picture of these, um, kind of like they're like cherubim angels but they have on like a face mask or whatever Mm -hmm. and it says it has a really good quote with it that says the only time that a church illuminates you is when it's on fire and i know that some people will probably be like oh my goodness but Mm -hmm. if you understand what he means by that and what is that behind the art in that about the separation of religion and religion being such a divisive tool like that, to me, it's just is one of the most. It just is one of my favorite Banksy pieces. It really is. And then, of course, it's abstract. There's a lot of abstract with Banksy stuff. 
um, which is why I like Salvador Dali. He's just probably my favorite painter artist of of all time. Just, he was such a weirdo, and I'm a weirdo too. So I can just I just relate to that that beautiful weirdness that is in all of Dolly's paintings. Um, but the persistence of memories or memory, the persistence of memory, which is like a, a piece that has clocks in it that look like they're like melting or like they're rubbery and they're just all over the place. Kind of how I feel about time. <laughs> like it's real, but it's not real and it's dreadful and it's impressive. It's always there, but it's only for you. Like time is, is relative to you in your own way. And it's not the same as everybody else's time and time doesn't move or exist in the same way for everybody else. Time is so fickle. Hmm. That's why I like, I like the artists because the way they express that. And that even though that artist was not of my time necessarily, still that it applies to this time and applies to stuff that we're going through in, in this time. And I, I could talk about art forever. <laughs> Well, I think that's no. very interesting. I was actually going to pick Salvador Dali too. Yeah, well, naturally, is that the beard too? I'm just if I was well, a dude, I, had, uh, I swear my mustache would be like a mile long on each side. Well, I had a um, a different painting to pick, but I guess I'll. I exactly. I guess the cat's out of the bag. Salvador Dali is amazing. If you haven't, <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Go check out Salvador Dali. I've actually seen many of his exhibitions in person, and uh, I actually really appreciate his craftsmanship as well as his surrealist material. You know, um, a lot of people get kind of they kind of get distracted by how strange he is, but his craftsmanship is is absolute perfectionist. He used to paint with a jeweler's glass. And some of his paintings are extremely small. Like, people also forget that. They're, they're the size of, like, letters. Like, you know, 9 yeah. by 11. Or if even that. Like, very, very small. Like, um, the persistence of time, or memory, <coughs> with the clocks, is, like, this big. <coughs> and, and I've seen it and in person. And there's so much yeah, in there's that Yeah, there's so piece. much in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so... It draws you in as if though you're looking at a windowsill into another. I'm saying like it's, it's, it's literally when I was in high school when I saw it. Like, I couldn't get over how small it was. No, I was like, yeah, that was it. That's like seeing a real art gallery, seeing it in person. You realize that it is a physical creation. It's not. It's not a digital. It's not a, a a picture in a book. It's not a copy. It's a real like someone had to work on this originally, and what how they chose to do it, how they chose to frame it, you know, it's. It really speaks a lot to how Dolly. Had so much care and and caution and like practice and perfection in his of his own art, to to express himself, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess exactly. I'm still gonna go last on my art piece, and I'm I'm not changing. Salvador Dali is amazing. Salvador Dali is awesome. Yes, he is. I love Salvador Dali. Like you, yep. if you don't know, then you better just get your butt over there and look at it. Like go mm-hmm. already. Stop listening Definitely. to us. Go look and see for yourself. Definitely. <laughs> because he's that great. Yeah. I was gonna say I second and third that. I also love Salvador Dali. I think mm-hmm. most people could probably guess that with my art, they're gonna be like, she's. Like, when people tell me to describe my art, I'm like, 
colorful madness. Like, I don't know, like whimsical, colorful, like strange. I'm not really sure, right? But I definitely was influenced by Dolly. I think he's amazing. I think that he's very crafty. But I also love the older artists like George O'Keefe and Picasso and Van Gogh. And I love them so much. And I have, like you said, respect for our elders. I respect their struggle. I respect what they came through. I respect like all the work they did and all the different types of work they did. There's so many people that get comfortable with a certain style or aesthetic, right? And that's totally fine. I love that. But I love also when an artist is willing to branch out and just do everything, right? Like, they don't just do this painting. They're, for example, Andy Warhol, who's... You were reading my mind. You know, there's an Andy Warhol Museum in Pennsylvania. I've been there a couple times. If anybody hasn't been there, I would suggest going there. It's really, really cool. They have, like, some of his craziest work, even his underwear, which is like, why? But okay. And, oh, my goodness. I have one favorite room in there, and it's called the Silver Balloons. And it's all these giant, blown-up silver clouds. And they flow all all over the room, and you just play. And you, like, smash them, and you bop them, and you hit people with them. And you push your kids into them, and it's like the best thing ever it's like meant for you to play right like you're supposed to experience it you're supposed to enjoy it so they have other parts of the museum where they're just doing all these different little things and that was like the first art museum where i saw things that were strange or uh interactive right so i was like oh i love that that is cool like why isn't there more of that and then there's another um art museum called the mattress factory this one's also in like pa in pittsburgh and this is weird this is like weird stuff like if you like weird art like somebody might be something might be wrong art you know what I mean like this person has a weird brain kind of art like they do all these different kinds of there's paintings there's um random things that people build there's whole rooms done of just hanging items and strange goodies and it's a really weird place but it became one of my favorite places Like, out of all of Pittsburgh, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is what I want. Like, I want to be in a gallery that's like a madhouse that's like, you're in one room, and that's where my art is, but now you're in another room, and it's a ball pit, and there's weird things on the ceiling, and lights are a little weird, and, like, you know, it's interactive, but it's fun, and you're confused, but it's okay, and you're safe, but it's weird. (laughs) Like, that's kind of gallery. That's not live. I want art to be that that experience and I also really love Fauvism that's my favorite form of art because it's very vibrant it takes normal stuff and it makes it obnoxiously bright and neon Mm -hmm. and glowing and colorful and that's pretty much my art like if you haven't seen it yet if nobody had seen it yet I would say if a clown blew up like that's yeah yeah (laughs) and that yeah that's about how I would explain it if you haven't seen it it's very colorful very wild but Colors are my thing, and I really, really don't know why or how, but it's my strong point, and I like it, <laughs> and I'm cool with it. So, and I'm trying to think of if there's any other artists. Oh, Nathan Oda. I want to mention that real quick because he does inspire a lot of my like more graffiti style. I think Banks is really good. I spent some time in Detroit, so you best believe that there is some beautiful graffiti mm-hmm. up in that city. Like, say what you want about the deep, that's fine, but the art there is like oh my gosh, I'm about to go to jail for this. Like, I will, like, I, 
if I'm going out I would. they're painting, I'm painting. Like, I'm with it. Let's go. Like, this might be a little bad, but it's going to turn out really good. And everybody else here will appreciate it, except for the person that's trying to follow me, you know? So, <laughs> I like all kinds of art. And I like very colorful art. That's what I would say. <laughs> I love it. And I love all your pieces. Like, they're so colorful oh, and bold. Like, I'm just like, ooh. But they're blended very nicely. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. I happen to um, own uh, one of her pieces, so like I just can't stop. And every time someone comes to my house, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Emma, did you do that?" I'm like, "Shit, I wish." Oh, no, like let me tell you about the girl that did this. So let me tell you all about her. Sit down, hurry. So that's what I do. <laughs> I love gouache painting. Like I've never done that before, and I noticed that you use that. So like, what is that like? Is it oil or what? I love I love gouache. So. Well, wash is like um, acrylic and watercolor, kind of. It's like a hybrid, so you can use it like acrylic and layer it on, but instead of it drying really fast, you can reactivate it with water. So I used to, when I first started painting and getting into it, I was like, oh my gosh, watercolor is amazing, and um, yeah, I love watercolor. So gouache was just a little thicker and easier to layer those colors on. That's yeah, so cool. I'm about to get into that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it so much. Absolutely. So your favorite artist? Okay, so my favorite artist is like uh, I think Daisy mentioned Vincent Van Gogh, and I have to say like mm-hmm. just his whole process is amazing. Like he was just chilling for most of his life, and then a few years up to his death, he was like, I got hit with the creativity lightning bolt, and I'm just gonna paint until like my <laughs> until I'm done and he really like the colors are so vivid and the textures to describe things it was just so well put together even though like they're just little dots and they really remind me of like computers you know computer screens mm-hmm. and pixels in a way before that was even a thing he's just kind of breaking up all of the different colors to make it blend even though he wasn't like blending it so and then also Frida, um, I don't remember her Frida last Kahlo. name, but she's amazing. Yeah, um, Frida Kahlo. Yes, yes, Kahlo, that is it. And, like, the things that she creates, just, like, the message is so prominent. Like, you just look and you're like, whoa. Like, a slightly disturbing, but also, like, I get what, <laughs> like, is happening here. Uh, <laughs> and I always really like how they were able to express that kind of side of themselves and the emotions even like van gogh with the colors he would use and daisy like your amazing color master over there um it just reminds me of how powerful those colors are for conveying those emotions and with frida it was like holy snap she's just like out here really um expressing in these kind of lifelike portraits something that is so hard to say words to she's able to do it in like one picture so i love them I think my favorite art movement is probably like, um, I don't know if this is like futuristic and modern art and the Renaissance. Like if those three are combined, I think I'll be great. I'll be great, you know? (laughs) Um, But absolutely like the Renaissance, like the bodies were super idolized, but it was also like beautiful. The detail was insane. And it just makes me think like, oh my gosh. 
someone really sat down and created that, like, I know they probably didn't have, like, as many references as we did. Someone actually had to stand up for the yeah. whole period of duration uh-huh. and just mm-hmm. stay still, which is insane it's in the part. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But those really, really struck me. And with, like, the futuristic kind of part of it, I see that as... For me, I see that so much more on the, like, digital internet land now. It's becoming, like, a really big style. And I was talking to um, some of my uh, classmates the other day because we design apps and stuff. And it's like, why is this so popular? Why is this popping up? And they're like, well, a lot of people who grew up with that, you know, maybe being in the past or something that was popular now, it's like, is there time to run the show? It's coming back. Um and I think it's super cool. So that's absolutely digital art, I think, is booming a lot more than it ever has been just because of all of the different mediums that are coming around for it to be created, though it will never be able to replace classic actual painting and hand-drawn mm-hmm. items like that handmade versus factory-made. But um, a really cool note is that I, I feel like maybe I'll go on this after. This is like a side note for um, just the artist movement, but like crypto art is growing rapidly. Yeah. Like people are like selling their pieces for thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency, which I think is insane. That's Wait, just money up. laundering. People are selling their art with crypto. That's just oh, money laundering. Yeah. Don't don't get it. <laughs> well, don't get it crossed. There's. A lot of money laundering inside the art world and a lot of painters who sell paintings for very high amounts of money are typically fronts for organized crime, typically drug dealers in like the Italian mafia, for example. Um, they, they pioneer a lot of $100,000 million art auctions, uh, for example, simply just to clean the money. The crypto thing I'm not impressed by. But the digital thing I am impressed by, and I think that there will be more to say about the code that goes into creating the digital art as a form of art itself. Because is software writing an art? Is computer science an art? Exactly, like the creation of websites as artistic platforms, the artistic theory that goes behind things like search engines, or, um, you know, even the YouTube that are the are the podcast system and the world behind that. What are the arts associated with digital media creation and the different paradigms in which that genre? Because he's like, now you're getting into something where it's unfair to criticize music for not being a physical painting. It's not the same appropriation of, of like metrics. But the Van Gogh point you made was really good because I think that this is like... Okay, so with Van Gogh, it was East meets West, and he was the pioneer into being heavily influenced by Japanese wood cuttings, wood carvings, their their ink drawings, their what they called uh, meditation scenes, where it'd be these giant cities or landscapes. Um, you know, it, he even shaved his head to kind of mimic what he had heard Japanese painters do, which is the representation of his, like, his, his attempt at honoring their culture. When digital artists try to create, like, in the vaporwave movement, romantic, symbolist, 
classical paintings. Like I think the sim- the vaporwave, which is an extremely digital, um, entirely synthetic genre, their most famous iconography or their icon is the is the this Michelangelo statue of a face. He's the head of, the, of David. Head of David. And it's digitalized. And, and so it is trying to show that the digital world can make quote-unquote masterpieces. And that the aesthetic of the digital world is just like sculpture. It is just like um, the classical, you know, tenets of art, like uh, stained glass. Aesthetically, I think of the digital world is like that, but the emotion, it's lacking. There is, you cannot put the emotion that the artist put into their art. And I'm I'm not saying that to take away from digital artists, but it's to me, when you're replicating a masterpiece like a Michelangelo, that's just in essence cloning to me. That's Mm -hmm. they're, they're digitally cloning that. So you did not put in the same emotional aspect of that art that Michelangelo did. Although you have an attachment emotionally to that art, it is not necessarily the same as the one that created that specific piece of art. Which is very interesting to say because uh, talk about is a Salvador Dali, I guess you would call it a painting, but it verges on the digital. It verges on that border, which Esther has spoken about before, the digital world and the physical world, which is the hallucinogenic torridor. And if you haven't seen this painting, I highly recommend uh, look at it. But it's the hallucinogenic torridor. He painted it for when his wife had started kind of protesting the Spanish bullfighting tradition. That, you know, he is Spanish. He is from Spain. And um, it has a lot of religious iconography to it. But in its essence, it is hand-drawn. It is hand-painted, right? It's oil on canvas. It's a multi, multi-layer oil painting. It is... I guess you would call it a major influence for how digital fractal art was then created in, in, in our generation, in the present day. It has multiple repeated imageries. Um, say the, the vaporwave uh, use of uh, Michelangelo's David's face, this is represented in the use of the uh, Venus de Milo, which has no arms. And um, the and the representation of the Virgin Mary, as well as the representation of Jesus Christ's face, the um, seemingly at this time the only thing they would have to to, to use as a reference because it was painted in 1970 was um, film and surrealist hallucinogenic psychedelic film that cannot be understated because if you think that there is no emotion in the digital world, then you can say there's no emotion in the film world because theater would be the only way to, for an actor to truly convey emotion is if you saw him in person and he was walking the stage and then you start saying, well, the ancient Greeks did it that way. Well, it's the idea of the merging technologies, the merging worlds, the embracing of new traditions, the, the quote-unquote East meets West of it all. That I feel like I would say not to not to disagree with you too much on that point, but it's a good point to make. I and that, no, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love it. I, if somebody always agreed with me, like I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
well, here. <laughs> a lot of it comes from my. Uh, I think that's cool. I've thought about this long and hard. Can synthetic music? Can electronic music? Can like techno be emotional? Can that be uh, real music? And you know, in my gener- when I was eighteen, uh, back in two thousand five to around two thousand ten, the huge debate within yeah. the indie music sphere or the the the, the so called hipster sphere. You know, if you were young back then, there were two camps. Those that were liking the electronic world of, like, dubstep, EDM, um, you know, bands that would become, like, the Chainsmokers, that kind of music, where it's just as heavily produced, um, like, you know, synthetic music. And then you would have your analog crowd, and your analog crowd would be your, like, Sanford and Sons, your Dashboard Confessionals. Like, you know, like... Well, that's the thing. As music that is traditionally hundreds of years old, which is troubadour, which is single guitar, which is drum accompaniment, which is folk stylings of music, any more our culture than electronic music, which you know many people were born into. Like I said, the idea that dubstep spoke to a generation—that's undeniable. Everyone likes. Uh, say it's not everyone likes, but everyone likes to hear what they've grown up with, and many people have grown up with electronica, with dance music, with disco music like that, club music, house from the '90s. Um, as I like, Gorillas came out, I think, what in '99. So mm-hmm. you could easily, yeah, yeah, it's not. It could easily be defined as classic rock. Kind of, and, and as time moves forward, the classic bar keeps getting, yeah. as I was saying, like, so it's weird to think that Moby, for example, classic, right. cl- classic EDM. Moby is like classic rock or whatever. Yeah, it's, right. I, that's, this is where I start to feel my age. Like, oh, of course, yeah. Music, music is when you realize, like, when you were, when it was on the radio when you were a teenager and it was what was in, and now you hear it on the classic rock station and you go, what? Mm-hmm. Wait. No, exactly. Uh, the Chemical <laughs> Brothers, for example, that's a yeah. good one too. I like the Chemical Brothers, but then you start thinking about it, and you're like, "Damn, Daft Punk broke up recently. They came out I in '93." Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age, Modest Mouse, all of them too. I just heard about Daft Punk, which really bummed me up because I did have a really big painting of them. I did, mm-hmm. but I agree with you guys. I think that honestly, between the two of you, I fall somewhere in the middle. Because with digital art, as someone who does paint and really enjoys it and, like, loves the old form of art, I was like, poof, what is this digital art? Get it away. You know, like, I spit on you. No, not good enough. Like, mm-hmm. how could people do this? This you, They're uh, they're offending me or, like, they're upsetting me by thinking that they're just going to walk up in here and make some masterpiece on your freaking little iPad when I spent months of my life on this painting. Walk away, honey. No way. And they did it in a day. Because they had a brush that had itself made. Like, no, get out of my face. This is this is rude, right? But as I got myself an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil, as an artist, I was like, oh, oh no. Like, I like mm-hmm. this. Like, I'm. why do I like this? I shouldn't like this. <clears throat> I was against this. I don't want to like it, but I like it. And now I draw on my iPad Pro all the time. Like, I have so many art pieces where I'm like, look how good I did, like, showing it off like ooh, you know i'm so proud of me and i know that people give me that look of this is not real art why do you show me this you know and i'm like i know how you're feeling but really it is real art and i was that way too <laughs> so yeah i fall right in the middle where i agree and i understand where 
you could feel and that there's no emotion to it because how could there be how could there be when you're not doing this with your hands when you're not feeling every brush stroke like to me it's a physical thing too like i like the chunky brush strokes i like for you to see that there's texture and that there's different things going on and if i'm not feeling it like i scrape so you know what i mean and if i'm scraping on my ipad it feels like i'm drawing on glass that's insanely different it took a really good minute to get used to you know so they're definitely two different worlds but i think they're definitely both valid even though i still appreciate one more than the other i will dabble you know mm-hmm. in the other so i don't know i guess yeah like i said i'm just in the middle about it <laughs> no that that's a very good point that as an insider as someone who tries to create a craft anything that you think is like disrespecting that craft, that art, that commitment, it seems very personal to you. I had that same reaction because my medium is uh, pencil on and, and the different levels of graphite, basically charcoals um, on paper, on on actual paper. So I know about paper gradient and qualities. I know about the different like stippling, etching, melding, you know, blending. Like all the different, I can appreciate really good uh, line art, really good sketching. Now that's super obsolete because it's like saying I can appreciate a really good whale oil lamp or a typewriter. <laughs> I love a real good typewriter. A lot of good typewriters. Like, no, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Typewriter. Like I can, I know fonts, I know prints, I know different kinds oh. of typewriters. Like I can see a piece Ooh. of paper. This was written by the, uh, the exactly. It's yes, you love that thing. But just because someone else is doing another thing with something else that that invokes that spirit, like, no, same thing with like for example, when I was, because I'm I'm not digital at all. I'm not a high tech person, right? Mm. Um, many, many times I know I resisted it because of the ethical philosophical things. You know, when I was like, yeah. I, I didn't get a smartphone until about 2014, late 2014, and that was for work you know, type thing, like, the, the the work was like, here's your smartphone type thing, and I was like, oh, I guess like, I'll... I don't want it. Yeah, I had a flip phone. <laughs> the main difficulty I, I had was I couldn't get on social media, so I couldn't post any photos of my art. I didn't have a high-definition digital camera, and I couldn't upload the photos that I was taking. And so my hipster Polaroid camera, my hipster flip phone, my, my art gallery and everything that sat there, there was no way of me really communicating to it. So, yeah, you have to be the best of both worlds. You have to kind of meet in the middle and realize you have to make people, even if your art's not digital friendly, you have to be digital friendly. Right, agreed. Because you have yeah. to get, you got to get the word out. Otherwise, people will be like, you're irrelevant. Well, yeah, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, actually, uh, Van Gogh, as everyone knows his name, Van Gogh is is how your pretentious and, uh, you know, more bow tie wearing individuals would say it. Um, well, I really like that, that Doctor Who episode because the entire time they're kind of trying not to avoid it. And I'm like, say Van Gogh, damn it. <laughs> say Van Gogh. Say it. It's like you have to say it. If there's, you, you have to say it. You Van Gogh. Say it. Yeah, and so, um, but he, he was so tortured and so unsuccessful because of that because he could not communicate on a gallery level. His brother, though, was a gallery guy. His brother made his life, and how ironic, in art. And tried his best to communicate to this, but 
you can be extremely and probably the best ever in one thing. But that will not make your... You will have success. Exactly. It's a long-term thing if it's preserved. But, you know... And it's a shame. It's a tragedy what befell Van Kauf and everything. But that's the kind of point. You have to be... Uh, you have to be flexible and you have to adapt. Adaptable. Yeah, if you want to survive. I think it was mental wellness that had a factor in it. And his not... And his unwillingness yeah. to, you know, do the gallery, do the shows. It wasn't that he didn't want to. I'm sure maybe he did... I think it was just he wasn't in the right mind state. Like, he wanted to do these things, but he didn't know how. And even though his brother, it was right there. It, you're you're right there. It should be so easy exactly. to be like, hey, slap these up. He was so just unwell that he couldn't even bring himself to do that. Like, maybe, you know what I mean? I think that he just might have not believed. Obviously, he didn't believe enough in himself. And it's so frustrating because a lot of his paintings are my favorite paintings. Like, the time when he took the medicine and the bedroom, like, that's one of my favorite ones. And it's, oh, my gosh, there was this little video where they animated it and what it would have looked like for him. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I love this more than anything. Like, this and just like um, the Doctor Who episode, it felt like I had this connection with him. It felt like for a minute I was there in the room with him. Right. And we were one-on-one, and he was showing me, like, this is it. This is what, you know, all mm-hmm. you got to do. I went like, just think. What you see from your perspective, okay. you know, let your soul sing like my soul, you know, song. Even though people might, have, might not have heard it, you know, they might not have listened to his soul singing. It was still singing. He was still painting and doing all these things. Just because he didn't have the ability to hang him up didn't make him any less amazing. Or, you know what I mean? His um, mental wellness doesn't reflect at all on his expertise. And no, any other person that. would think he must have been so clever. He must have been so well, you know? Well, in fact, I think that is, like we said, can can you separate, and I guess this will be like our last question, can you separate the artist from the art? From the art. No. <laughs> well, there's a whole um, school of thought. There's a whole academic type of persuasion. Uh, discipline where it tries to separate the artist from the individual works of art for what they mean in society. For example, if you're reading a book, the book stands by itself and there is no connection that you make mentally between the book and the person who wrote it and the time it was written in are like you may you may want to factor those two in like you know time and space. Yeah, but the human element of it though is second to the book and a shadow of it, which is and true. The human is the first thing, and the book is the, the book is the product, the fruit of the human. And um, yeah. I've always disagreed with that discipline. So my opinion is that the artist makes the art, that uh-huh. the actions of the artist, the reputation of the artist, the experiences of the artist, is as uh-huh. much of the art as the art itself. Case in point: Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Her works are about are intensely personal, and they're intensely about her own views on culture, her own views on her space and time, if you were, like her predicament in life and, and who she was. Its identity um, exists within her identity. Now, looking at those paintings, you can piece together who she was by the paintings, right? Like, this is about her. You can see the things and, and piece together and... It, and imagine quite accurately what happened, but without knowing her biography, 
you may not get how deeply significant those paintings are. You know, like how how personal they really were. Same thing with Van Gogh. Um, you know, if it's you see the sunflowers, you see the fields of wheat, you see the starry night. You know, like I said, you see his room, you see the gaslight, the gaslit um, cafes. You know, you see the streets of Amsterdam or wherever that was. The point was, he, yes, he painted what he saw with his own eyes, but then you learn about what who he was behind those eyes. It gives much more depth to Exactly, which is why I think in that Doctor Who episode with Van Gogh, at the end, after they go through the adventure and kill the invisible thing, the cockatrice or whatever, at the end, Amy Pond walks up to that painting of sunflowers... And she has that moment where, like you said, you feel like that's for you. Like you, they, they zoom really close into her face. And I felt like that was the kind of um, like magnum opus on what is to said about art. Is that while there is a piece of art, the human being that looks and observes that art is as important, if not more important, than that art. Which is why I also think when they brought Van Gogh to the museum, you know, he talked to the museum guy, and the guy's like, oh, I think Van Gogh, and so he hugged him. The idea, though, is that we obsess over the works of art, that if we met Van Gogh, we might not even recognize him. Right. We wouldn't have even known, yeah. You know, yeah. Van Gogh hugs him, you know, he's all like, thank you. And the guy's like, oh, you're welcome. Like, he doesn't get it. Because, exactly, he spent his life loving the works of art and not the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The separate uh, that the separation of the artist and the art is a whole nother conversation that I could get into because um, when you talk about artists, it's you talk about artists in general. And uh, me and my friend were just this is crazy. Me and my friend were just having this conversation uh, last week uh, when the when the Marilyn Manson thing came up. Um, We've also had this conversation, of course, uh, about Michael Jackson, and we've also had this conversation about Kobe Bryant. So, like, separating the artists from the art, uh, maybe. And now that I, now that we're having this conversation, I'm just having the realization that maybe sometimes is this something that we do when we try to separate the artists from the art, because we have become so attached to that art from that artist that if we were to find out something so bad about that artist that we're like, nope, you know what? I still like their art, so I'm just going to separate them. And that's our way of coping with that, which I had never even thought about before, Michael. So I'm so glad that you brought that up and then and then you put it out there like that because I'm sitting there like, wow. And then I was like, oh, damn, I'm so dumb. How did I not realize that that's what I was doing this whole time? Because I'm like, no, no. See, I still like Michael Jackson's music. So you can say whatever you want to about him, but I'm still going to listen to beat it when I'm going down the road I don't give a shit what you say but that's just our way of coping with what we've learned and just trying to like falsify that in our head and like rationalize still like no and it's just not cool <laughs> I'm coming to realize it's like Emma well no that's a lot of what I said if you grow up with it people prefer what they've grown up with it's their culture and regardless of what they learn about it or what society thinks they about it, they, they are very entrenched on defending what they know. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said before, being targeted or feeling personally attacked by 
society, as society changes, as it as it just changes, regardless of what it does, as when it starts doing something else, you feel as if though it is an attack on you. The same oh, thing yeah. with the music, or like I said, what you just said, like you don't care, as if though you're doing it in a sense of rebellion, but really mm-hmm. the arguments inside your own head. Right. Whether you're rebelling, because you are rebelling against yourself, and you're trying to repress that voice by saying it's, no, it's outside, no, fuck you, outside people, or really you're saying, no, fuck you, for saying I shouldn't listen to this song, but really, you should listen to yourself. That's what I'm saying, if you're you're having that argument, it's always inside your head. Yeah. This is what I do every single day with myself, you guys. Like, I'm having this argument that we're talking about in my head all day, every day. Well, ironically... I'm like, this is just too damn much. Well, ironically, Michael Jackson has the song Man in the Mirror. Because I think Michael oh. Jackson's B-sides are extremely socially important. Mm-hmm. 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 And I have I a very totally positive agree. opinion of Michael Jackson. Um, I having done my own research on him, and yes, I know the controversy, I'm not naive. Michael Jackson's actually an extremely good, like, humanitarian-type person. I know it sounds weird, yeah, but it, it is it actually why he was so beloved and popular. And I know I'm not saying idol worship or anything, and this isn't a music conversation, but his B-sides, like Man in the Mirror, you know, if you yeah. want to change the world, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Very true. Exactly. I know it sounds weird, but you're like, I, I did the I did the math and it all adds up. <laughs> like he's like, I did the research. Michael Jackson's actually pretty legit. And you're like, what? And he goes, Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought it was a weirdo too. Yeah, I thought it was, was gonna be like, an easy low hanging fruit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like, Oh, I'm gonna rip this guy apart and find out all the Illuminati connections and then you're like, No, he, he's actually uh, he's actually a pretty cool dude. <laughs> and you're like, What and you're like, Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah, I mean he was abused. Was like, uh, damn it, man. Well, he, he, tried, he tried his best. Not knowing how to feel about stuff in life, you're just like, oh, I, I think, think he's I still alive. I was before. Oh, uh, honey, there are so many. Like Epstein is too. Don't y'all yep, even get me started on too. people that are supposed to be dead that are alive. <laughs> Epstein is number one on that list. I'm telling you. I am absolutely convinced that Michael Jackson is still alive. Absolutely convinced. There is there is so much evidence to suggest that. Uh, yeah, he's just still alive. He is. One thing, he's a burn victim. So people don't mm-hmm. realize that he was a serious burn victim after the Pepsi fire. So his fa- mm-hmm. his face does not look like a, like it's burned. He can easily hide just by yeah. taking off all the makeup. Um, yeah. Two, um, he has the best cosmetologist and plastic surgeons on record, and you know it's it it's not hard for him just to get plastic surgery. He's he, yeah. that, he, he, the guy was already very heavily into the plastic surgery world. He had a lot of connections. I just say he could yeah, have easily yeah. been like, "Hey, you gotta fix my face, right?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no problem." Yeah. And like, there's a little bit of truth in all of those Hollywood movies, and so I just always go back to that one movie. I think it was called Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> with a Nicholas Cage yeah. and John Travolta, I'm like, they 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 can do that. The the that. plastic surgery yeah. world since night since World War One when it was invented has been yeah. able to reconstruct the human face. Um, they can do face transplants. They can do complete, complete reconstructive implantation. It's, it's, that's like, it's nothing to them to, with the right money to, and the right connections yeah. to just be like, 
yeah, you'll be a completely different person by the time we're done with you. And then, yeah, you know, and it'll be successful. And it then won't you'll be like, just, you'll get into that life. You'll start living like that. And eventually you'll assimilate and just fall into another. It's insane. I'm like, Epstein was an asset. He's still alive. They just changed his face and shipped him into another country. That's what happened. Yep. But like, imagine if you were an artist that was like a singer like michael jackson or anyone and you have to change your whole life like if you've been singing your whole life and that's been something that's got you through a lot like i can only get rid of all of those mannerisms and stuff like yeah michael jackson and not walk down the grocery aisle like it's been done before though (laughs) but no it's been done before elvis ran away from it all and the rumor is that elvis then tried to join an elvis lookalike contest as a joke, and he got second place. Oh, nice. And he got second place. Because, as I'm saying, you don't understand, there are thousands of thousands of Michael Jackson impersonators. He he could walk around dressed like Michael Jackson down L.A. Boulevard, and everyone would think he's just a Michael Jackson impersonator. Right. He'd barely be Michael. Oh, my goodness. And not only that, he, he doesn't really even stop hanging around the same people. Same way that um, it, all he did really, they wanted his music rights. And the only way to get the music rights contract-wise was to fake his death. Also, it lets him retire because he was right. so famous, he couldn't do anything. Like an awkward right. point yeah, of fame. They watched him all the time. Yeah, they that, watched that, him all. You can't even really go to the bathroom without somebody like writing a tabloid paper article about it. Like, oh my God, today in Michael's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were saying that's that, really how it was. Yeah. no it's exactly that people don't realize that he had the whole exactly he had, he had a lot of reasons to escape but that's not really the point of the conversation uh, well, that's another conversation for another time it's a good one we should keep <laughs> yes. it put a flag in it but um yes okay, so, so yeah how does everyone feel about separation of artists and the artist uh, Esther your turn so yeah now that you really shed a lot more light on it I definitely feel like when I look at a piece I'm like this is for me it's meant for me but really it's just that emotion that the artist was resonating at and was able to convey that I'm connecting with more than that person like they were just a vessel for that channeled piece to be shown with the rest of the world so yeah I don't really think the artist that themselves matter and I know like a lot of people idolize them but like I think that's like for me personally that's horrifying. Like, I don't want anyone to idolize me to that point where, like, they're like, oh, like, what kind of underwear do you wear? Like, where, right. when do you wake up? And, like, what kind of pain pressure are you using? Like, no, no. I, I just want to be able to, like, yeah. do do my thing, convey these emotions to the people that need to see it, and then, like, I'm in the background. Yeah. Well, it's kind of so. weird because, uh, like, the Andy Warhol experience, they're mostly persona banksy mostly persona not not to criticize these people's artwork as it is and yeah it's great to like them i like the, i like them too but you know the mystery who is banksy what oh, like what does he want like what is he, he trying to tell why is he yelling at us why is he so trying to be that anonymous because by being that anonymous you're mm-hmm. making yourself exactly that and it's like the freaking insanity that's what i'm saying is that a lot of the time uh, what Esther's talking about is something like the Middle Ages or the Renaissance would have, where the artist would dedicate the work to God. Like, we um, don't know who made a lot of the old music and old oh, art and poet, because the yeah. artist would just be like, who wrote this? 
God. It was God. God, God gave oh. me the message, and <laughs> this is why I painted yeah. this big painting on a church. And you're like... I never was to sign my art. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. There was a point where probably like the first two years I started selling it, I never signed it. I never signed it. I never signed a single friggin' one exactly. of them. And I sold quite a few. So now people are like, oh, you know, like I'm not sure where I got this, but I don't mind that they don't know. I'm just glad that they have it and they enjoy it. And like some remember, some don't. And the ones that do, they send me pictures and they're like, oh, you didn't even sign this one. Can you believe it? And I'm like, yes, I can. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't sign it for like the first two years. Because I was, I was in, aware at that time, you know, that you're supposed to initial it or whatever. So... Now I do have a little signature, so you're like, oh, that's a Daisy Face, and you know it because it has a little bee and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I kiss but, one. I kiss one with lipstick, so there's lipstick on the okay, back. Yeah. like a lip imprint on the back of all of But that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely... Unless you uh, want to really hunt down my lip imprint, good luck doing that. That's absolutely the case because a lot of times when, when artists create art, it's not meant... Like, I guess that's the difference... Artists who create art that's meant to be bought and sold and collected, like with that mindset where you have to like say, put your name and how you're going to work in a signature and how you're going to present it to the world versus those that create art and it's either found or it's discovered or it's, you know, it's not meant for the public, but it ultimately makes its way out to the public. Right. Very, very interesting uh, in that regard. Um, also a point made in the Doctor Who Van Gogh episode. Where at the end of it, she looks and there's a signature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it wasn't there before. Right. Yeah, it wasn't there before because she got him to right. believe in himself and have confidence to put his name. That's like a lot of Van Gogh's paintings right. don't have any signature or even initials on them because he right. did not intend them to be That's sold. That's how I was too. Right. Yeah. I just painted I enjoyed it, and then my when I lived at my old house, it became like a speakeasy where people would sneak to the back door, get some artwork, and leave. Literally, like, and they it, again, not signed, money in hand. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love a black going, market. I love an art black market. No, absolutely. I believe in um, things like anarchist uh, selling fairs. Mm-hmm. Where you pick a something like a lot or just a field, everyone shows up there. Uh, it's completely unannounced. There's no permit. There's no asking for permission. You pull up. You just sell stuff out of your car, and mm-hmm. you know it, it, you just hope for the best because that's how communities right. should work that's when it comes to art be. galleries. You know how many rules and like when I went through my gallery exhibit, exhibition, I had to sign so many forms. I had to, every, yeah. everything I submitted, I had to have, like, the form for the paperwork for it and make sure that it met their standards for how they wanted everything done because, like, it had to be so, you know, framed in such a way. And then um, everything, including them deciding how much to sell it for, like, them deciding the final price, it was very much like, uh, you know, a business-type transaction. But not, but not a free one. Not a, not a human one. Not yeah. one that I felt was like authentic. Organic. It really kind of soured. Yeah. Well, that experience I think might have just soured my taste of the whole um, side of things, because, like I said, why is there a fixed price on art? Why can't the artist be like you know decide, decide in the moment when asked about yeah. the purchase of the That's art? That's what I do. I'm mm-hmm. pretty Right. I'm yeah. like, if you can't afford it, we're going to make it to a point where either you can't afford it or you can do, you know, a couple of payments, like however you want to do it. 
I don't think that there should be a set rate. I, I agree with that. I agree. There shouldn't be like, I mean, a lot of people do do that. They calculate the time, um, the, how much the you spend on the goods, how much you spend on the canvas. Well, also, um, I know, I'm not to disagree with you at any point. I know you have a gallery, Daisy. Uh, I know you have your, your space, your class. But the idea of galleries being the only place that art can be viewed and right. are purchased. It should be like you go to the grocery store and there is an art section right. there. Or you go to the farmer's market and someone is selling art. Um, right. No, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I live in a beach town. I live literally in one of the beaches towns of, of Texas. Like There's only a couple that are major. There are There is no art sold. There should be art in every cafe. There should be, yeah. Exactly. That's what it is in Harbor. I would talk to the cafes. I would say, give me a month. Let me hang my art. If anybody buys it, call me. Let me know. I'll be there. You know? And I did it quite a few times. It was amazing because you meet all kinds of cool people. And I agree. Every place that has available space, they should be hanging up art, whether it's a dentist, whether it's whatever. Even my dentist, I was like, please let me give you a painting for God's sakes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Just so I can at least look at something other than this freaking bullcrap poster that you've had for the last few years. Or these like, naked, these naked no, walls. This was no. this is what I looked at every day, and I was like, no. And then we switched it up. I just I became self-conscious of the naked wall I'm showing, so I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to hide the naked wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to all send you some art. <laughs> just We're like, going to send you so much art. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not my. It's not my fault. I don't like posters. I used to love posters. I used to have posters all over the place, and I decluttered. I'm now minimalist. Unless they're framed now. Well, I used to be one of those people that like, if you saw the wall, it would be band poster, band poster, band poster, Polaroid photo, just random thing I stuck on the wall. Is it glitchy? Oh, it is glitchy. No, I got the audio. Hold on, everything will re-glitch. Everything will go back. Hold on one second. Let's see. Hold on one second. Reconnecting. Ah, the joys of modern technology. See, this is why we do the show live, folks, so that we can get the realness, the rawness of all this. The Zoom chat was disconnected. It, it froze me out, and then now it's reconnecting. But that might take a few moments. If it cannot reconnect... Um, just know that that's been an incredible conversation and I absolutely loved having it with our guests, Daisy. So that's Dame Von Von Daisy at Dame Von Von Daisy on Instagram. You can find her on Twitch and, and I'll post all of her, um, you know, information and everything as well as Esther Joy at, you know, um, Good Vibes Delivery and a few others like Juicebox dot jpg and m's world oh no see i have 5g right exactly i have 5g so seems to be that everyone 
the chat, join, personal meeting ID, meetings. Oh, Zoom. You sunk my battleship. Well, unfortunately, technology is not not allowing the continuation of this in a very prompt way, but I will try. Oh, Lord, I'll try. Carry on. The beard, why do you do that? <laughs> We're discussing the beard. Like, no. This, like, beard paste is it is that what it's called what's up Holocaust hey you guys paste? are back well because i use this uh what do i use hey you guys paste. are back hey, can you hear us yeah yeah i had to totally uh to totally try to like do some electronic wizardry but for dragons <laughs> and i have but for 5G. dragons will get you well i have 5g and i think it's that's killing that's, you well i hope so 5g <laughs> all the best things in the day, world you know? kill you faster and you know I all for one am burning twice as bright and burning half as quick or twice as quick <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm putting paste in my hair because mine I washed mine this morning and like y'all I had to tie it back like right before I came on I said because it's just too much. I was like, I washed it today and my friend was like, What what's wrong with it? I was like, and I come out from around the corner, I was like, Do you see this? It was everywhere. It was everywhere. Let it be wild, child. That's okay. Sometimes you gotta let it go. Just let your hair be Yeah. Okay, yes. Paste in it, it keeps it smelling good. Hey guys. So, um, it's been an excellent conversation and everything. And I guess I'll give you guys your final words because we are approaching the two-hour mark. And yeah, I do have one. Yeah, no, no problem. Exactly. Awesome. Like, I just, you know, and want to thank you guys for, 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 you know, joining me for the conversation. You've been very insightful. You brought a lot of great information up as well as your opinions are very honest and you have a lot of integrity as artists yourselves and as... Um, you know, intelligent, free-thinking individuals. So, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. All. It's a good, it's a good uh, conversation and a gr- group to have that conversation with. So, I, I guess, agree. in your own words, yeah. just your final uh, takeaway from the conversation or anything you wanted to say about art in general, maybe um, your, your hopes for the future of art or your projects in art like what are you doing now what are you inspired by now what's influencing you you know whatever have you it's your it's your um you know closing closing kind of little uh statement so yeah let's do like a round table and um i guess you can go first i'll go ahead um i actually what i do Originally, I had started my channel because I am a pouring artist. So if you aren't familiar with that, it just consists of mixing different uh, acrylic paints with a, a liquid medium that makes them more fluid. And then you pour pour them on a canvas. And then there's a lot of different things you can do once you get the paint on the canvas. Um, examples are like open cup where you pour it into the top of a cup that's, a cup that's been cut. So it just makes different, um, different like textures and uh, different creative like things mm-hmm. within the paint like cell cellular activity is a lot of uh, little bubbles that pop up in the paint and it just makes for cool effects when it dries um 
so I, that's been something I thought was really cool because when I was younger as an artist, I painted a lot with just brushes and stuff like that and colored pencils. So pouring was a new experience in and of itself. And that's why I started my channel. But then, um, so it's kind of blossomed into a little bit more than just an art channel. Um, but I found other artists on the YouTube community in the art community. So I think that that is something that if, if you aren't an artist, you don't necessarily have to be an artist to enjoy art, but it's something that I feel like art is something that everybody should experience in their life. Like Michael said, going to a gallery is just, is a different experience in and of itself. It's not the same as seeing the picture or whatever, or a print or a copy of that. So if you have an experience art, then, um, you should definitely do that. And of course, some good places to start are like my channel. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, but that's where a lot of my photography art is. Cause I do take pictures of nature and stuff. And that's mostly on Instagram outlander, uh, outlander Lightbringer. And then of course my YouTube channel is M's mad world. And that's where the pouring art is mm -hmm. featured. So you can follow me there. And it was great to be a part of this experience. Wonderful, wonderful conversation. And, also, I learned some stuff, so that's always cool. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Yeah. Exactly. It was a pleasure. It was all mine. And this has been a great first, uh, you know, guest spot for you and everything. And you're always welcome back. Definitely encouraged to speak your mind on the Rumors and Instinct podcast. And would definitely like to speak to you again about any subject that you would like in the future. So thank you very much. That's M's Mad World at... Um, outlier Lightbringer. Outlander, Outlander Outlander Lightbringer. Lightbringer. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's okay. the Outlander Lightbringer, and I like what you did with yeah. it right there with that little internal um, uh, I guess you would call it um, alliteration. That yeah, little, yeah, little alliteration. yeah, a little bit of that, yeah. and it's also there's a little cryptic kind of message in that. With well, the, the like, problem the with alliteration, while it, while it looks and sounds really great, I I. A lot of people are just going to be like, out la 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 Outlander Lightbringer. That's her yes. Instagram, and that's M's Mad mm -hmm. World. You can find her YouTube channel on M's Mad World. Highly recommend her videos. Definitely give her some support, uh, like, you know, and subscribe to her. And definitely check yeah. out her portfolio and library of videos. Thank you so much. No problem. Oh Very welcome. And, um, okay, so next is going to be Daisy. Okay. So if you want to check out my art, you can check it out on Instagram. Like I said, it's Dame Bob on Daisy. It's very bright, very colorful. I work most with acrylics, but I also really love drawing. I've always loved sketching and using pens. A lot of people, I don't know, it depends on the person, but a lot of people like my sketches. A lot of people like my paintings. I find that really interesting. I think that's really neat. Um, my YouTube channel is Dame Bon Bon Daisy, and my Twitch is Dame Daisy Plays. Um, right now, I've just been working on selling artwork out of my gallery and working on getting my site finalized. Paying for the website is like my last thing before 
I unleashed that, and I'm super, super excited. I'm so ready for that to be out and done and for people to see it because it's taken a little while, but it's worth it. Um, other than that, thank you so much for having me. I can't think of anything else too exciting that I'm working on, but definitely check out my things. <laughs> well, I was going to ask if you um, ever were going to do a live stream of painting. Maybe from a start to finish. I know your paintings take a long time. It's not something that could be done. But maybe if that was something on the horizons for you, like uh, where we followed you as a painting journal every day, maybe making a little progress towards the painting. On a painting? Yeah, I like that idea. I wouldn't be opposed to that. It would just be trying to find the right place in my schedule for that. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's a really good idea. Um, no, I, I know you're incredibly busy. Incredibly busy. Your, yeah, your, your Wonder exploring. Woman schedule is very inspiring to all of us. Well, thank you. I am definitely a mom first for mm -hmm. my King Jewels, but other than that, it is my heart is fully into, other than that, my little ray of sunshine, the artwork and the YouTube channel and gaming for sure. Like all of these things I love more than anything, and I'm so fortunate to be able to do all of the things that I love and have other people enjoy it as well. It just means so much to me. And the fact that it brings people smiles or joy or excitement, like that's what I'm here for. I want to bring you that smile of the day. I want your face to smile so much it hurts. Like I want a deep belly mm -hmm. people out of you. Like that's what I want to bring to people. So I really just appreciate, again, having me here. And yeah, other than that, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. No, absolutely. You are a very positive uh, force for good. And, um, you know, kind of a force of nature in your own right, because it's unique what you do and how you present it, as well as you're taking it very seriously is very inspiring. This is obviously why I reached out to you and wanted to kind of network with you and, and work with you, because you take it so seriously that you can tell that this is something that, I don't know, to say it kind of over and over again, it is something that really only you could do is be Dame Von Bondays. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying is you take serious. Not so much every exactly there's there's so many different conspiracy theorists. There's so many different artists. But there's only one Dame Von Bondaisy. That's true. And I like, appreciate like, that. That's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your services. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, thank you for no. I'm saying you make it. You make it happen. You know, and I know from a personal fact that you're the only one who probably could do what you do. So, <laughs> so highly, highly recommend Dame Von Von Daisy. Check out her YouTube <laughs> channel. Check out her portfolio of videos. Her library of videos. She's been doing this for a number of years. She has a lot of um, on point. Uh, conspiracy theory thinking, like alternative thinking, independent thinking. She has a lot of on-point artistic thinking. She has a lot of on-point family philosophy, family, uh, you know, cultural type uh, criticisms, opinions, as well as, like she said, bringing you very optimistic aesthetics, bringing you very light and colorful um, sur like settings, surroundings, art, uh, deco. Basically, like right now, I know you can't see this on the podcast if you're listening to this on the podcast, but she's very twee right now, very rustic, very uh, little house on the prairie. It, it's absolutely, it's like everything she does, it's like a wholesome Lady Gaga. 
Like if Lady Gaga was a human, Dame Von Bundy. If she wasn't a reptilian, who, right? Yeah, a reptilian in disguise who tried to act like what she thought a human looked like. Right. It would. It would be dangerous. Oh man, that was so good. Thank you. You're very welcome. Too funny. You're very welcome. As, as always, you're always welcome back to talk about whatever subject at any time. Uh, exactly. Just You'd have to just be like, hey, I want to talk about this. And I would literally just grab the iPad and, and you know, hit record. Exactly. So thank you very much. Always right. look forward to what you do and your future efforts. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Aloha. <laughs> Esther, now the bottle has landed <laughs> on you. Now we get our seven minutes of heaven. Um, <laughs> yeah, and your and your uh, final words. Not your final yeah, words, you. but but your final words for the show. Word. <laughs> Not I'm the final words to, of the show. I'm about to be out for life. Um, no, uh, thank you, Michael. I just wanted to say I'm so so thankful that you collaborated this and you created this experience because it was super duper awesome to just be able to talk with other creators about something that I'm super passionate about. I love art, even though for me, I, for a lot of my creation, it's kind of in the background. I do it, but like, it's more of uh, not very serious art. And I just love seeing people that are so passionate and they bring that to the table and they really show that out loud. I know that personally, like I do design websites, um, not, not for hire anyone, but um, I want to get more into creating more art that is functionable in the digital web, such as websites that are more art-based instead of looking like a uh, folder. Um, you just had an orb go over your head. Ah, uh, yes, because there's a lot going on in the digital world um, and art. and um, You just had a light orb go over your head. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many... Um, Higher spirits so many around you. Yeah, but I absolutely love it. I want to get more into like 3D animation or yeah, things that unfortunately won't be able to be seen unless you have a phone yet. Yet, I get it. I get it. Yeah, furry porn. Got it. But yeah, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. On the down low, I get it. On the down low, we also know that. Digital media is code word for that. As we continue to research on that topic, as we continue to research and like more of these Atlantean themes start showing up. Because you know in the beginning of the year we're like, all right, yeah, that's really like coming up a lot now um, naturally. And it's really interesting to see. So I'm very excited to begin really doing some more concept sketches and plotting for an eventual web comic book. Yeah. Okay, so those of you who so, do not yeah. know, because we've kept it kind of secret, but we we were going to, as, as two collaborators, two creators, uh, write and illustrate a kind of experimental graphic novel web webtoon type comic, and um, it was going to be more high-end, extreme care taken into the animation, very seriously done, very adult in theme. But it was going to be about the war between Atlantis and Mu and the creation of Lemuria and the fall of that, that whole thing with the magics, with the Vril, with the high technology. 
we are still going to do that, but it's going to be something that, uh, you know, we haven't really started yet, but we are starting. We are keeping the <laughs> wheels moving, and we're keeping serious with it. So look out for that. It's going to be on the horizons. I'm not going to put a date to it, but look out for that. It's going to be on the horizons. All Absolutely. Well, well yeah. with our writing and then with the illustrations and with the digital media that's going to help out, like the publishing ninja, it's giving people more voice than ever before. I'm not going to be the one to tell you for the first time that these things are successful or that these things have a huge audience. But never before has, for example, the comic book creator or the little independent creator been able to really reach people before as as much as through the digital world. So I know I don't vilify it. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's a it's a type of uh tyranny of the masses or like you know, no, I think this is the brave new world. This is the time to shine. This is the best time to be a creator in. Because like I said, we can find each other, we can work on these projects over thousands of miles. We can keep up with contacts. We can do basically as if though we were in the same room. And we can allow our potential to grow and allow our our best to get better. Absolutely. You know, and it's super duper exciting. Like technology in a way is like art. No, well, I see you I see you drawing right there on your iPad. I uh, your Apple <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be posting this on juicefox.jpg and um yeah, I will. I'll be tagging you, and it will be like a little thank you post if it's not as relevant to the conversation. But it's also relevant, I think. These are just the thoughts and energies I was chilling with. Um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited for that. So that's going to be posted on juicebox.jpg, and uh, my normal Instagram is uh, at good.vibes.delivery. I like to post a lot about the chakras there. Super pumped. Love the chakras. Love the colors. Love the meanings. Um, and then on YouTube, everything else is at Esther Joy Light Language or Esther Joy Chakras. <laughs> Definitely recommend her YouTube channel. Her videos are lit. She is on point all the time, every day. The light language videos are really fun to watch. Her opinion pieces are really great. Her... Uh, self-help for the new age, like chakra clearings, uh, manifestations, so like everything that she does is incredible. And she is absolutely beautiful beyond words. So do yourself a favor. Oh, love yourself. Shark. Go yeah, watch Esther Joy and her videos on YouTube. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the truth. I'm just telling everyone at home the truth that if they want to do themselves a favor, they really want to make themselves smile, then to go check out Esther Joy. Go check out her Instagram for those sweet, sweet digital nudes. <laughs> and no, those oh, are really good, <laughs> like, those are really good classicalist, like, style portraitures, which are, you. it's not nude because you can't see anything. They're more modern-day nude, which is not nude. Exactly. Yeah, I, no, it, the body is a form of art. Imagine so if Rembrandt didn't form. paint anything good on a human body. Wow. It's just it's like, not anything good, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci was like, no, not the nipples. <laughs> We're not going to paint the nipples. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, no. We're keeping it in Instagram. So. It's PG-13. Yeah, it's only on Instagram because, yeah, it'll, because it is Yeah, keeping it on Instagram. So. Yeah, so don't expect... Uh-huh. 
uh, OnlyFans yeah. type treatment. No, because it's not. But it is good art. It is good vaporwave art. It's okay. aesthetic as fuck. She is the real deal, especially when it comes to the creation of these digital masterpieces, um, especially when it comes to her aesthetic or vaporwave aesthetic. And as someone who was vaporwave when it started, you know, I give it five <laughs> black and white Adidas tracksuits. <laughs> five out of five. Okay. Okay. Five out of five Xanax, <laughs> Xanax bars. And oh, five out of five. Okay. Fiji water bottles. <laughs> Fiji water bottles. Nice. I got the full, the full vaporwave. The five Love out of five it. Fiji water bottles. <laughs> Definitely check it out. Check it out her work. Uh, every genre she does, she brings her own touch to it, and at the same time, you know, honors and respects and values it. Just like how every video she does, she, she blows your mind, but then honors and respects it and brings you back down to center, grounds you, and then, you know... Absolutely have enjoyed watching her videos daily and semi-daily uh, for the last year. Incredible, incredible find of mine. And like I said, I have watched her do everything from dance to work out to give life advice to light language. <laughs> and I hope to see many, many years of this in the future on the horizon. So, Esther Joy, you are always a delight, always an honored guest and a pleasure as well as always welcome back on the Rumors of Instinct podcast for whatever subject your heart may desire. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you very oh, much. I'm sending you such a big hug. Uh, <laughs> aloha. Sayonara. Ciao. So, awesome. Thank you guys all very much for listening out there in Dreamland. Um, this has been the Rumors of Instinct podcast. I have been Rumors of Instinct. Thank you all. Every single one of you, listeners, new and old out there. If you haven't liked or, de- or subscribed to this channel yet, uh, definitely uh, follow it. Give me the support that way. As well as uh, joining me on Instagram myself at Rumors of Instinct, where I post daily memes, content, and updates for my videos. As well as um, get a chance to contact me in, in for future collaborations, networking opportunities, etc., etc., uh, through my DMs. Uh, it is my official kind of social media page, but I have many, many others. You can check out my link tree, which I will post below as well as my YouTube, the Rumors of Instinct podcast on YouTube. So thank you all very, very much uh, for joining me on a conversation on art. Deeply, sincerely appreciate it. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. So thank you all very, very much. Uh, God bless you and your families. Peace out.